2: If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And guess what? It's totally free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Isn't that awesome? It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Greetings and welcome to the Bible Symposium. I'm Bishop C.E. Melville. On today's message, we will be discussing biblical faith. And what I mean by biblical faith is simply the Word of God teaching us what real faith is, what it looks like in our everyday lives. We'll also be discussing who has it, who doesn't, and how to achieve it in terms of the process. So I would first like to thank you for tuning in, for returning, and, um, also for seeking God, for seeking His faith, for seeking understanding. I know this is a process that we all should go through, but sadly, it is not an easy one, particularly with the many distractions that lingers around us, you know, in the world, past, present, and presumably in the future, there will always be distractions. There will always be thoughts that somehow take us off the path that God has for us. You know, there will be wars and rumors of wars. You know, right now around the world, particularly in the United States, there are riots. You know, because we have senseless killings, because there is hate and malice. You know, there's a thick cloud over the United States. And, you know, while there's so much discussion and commentary and uh, testimonies about the cause of all of this, you know, people are seeking answers. How do we stop this? How do we become one? How are we unified as a people? You know, who and what thinks a certain way? Why do they think a certain way? And I would like to offer a simple answer. And this answer is the problem of evil. Yes, evil. The root cause of the dissension among people, all people, even people within the same geographical location, even in the same home, far less people who are known by a race. The problem is evil, an evil heart. So how does one achieve biblical faith with an evil heart? The answer is you simply cannot. So today's message I pray will be received with a willing open heart to receive the truth that God has for us in his word. The Bible Symposium seeks to reach the unchurched for total transformation spiritual transformation and when I say the unchurched is by now with advanced technology there's quite a bit of people that has heard the message the good news but how many understands it And there are some that have not heard the good news. There are also those that go to church every week that are not the church. Because we don't behave like the church. We don't identify with the good news because we don't apply it to our lives. So the Bible Symposium seeks to edify we have come to teach God's word, the truth, the absolute truth unbiased, unbridled yet powerfully the Holy Spirit has equipped mankind and has convicted us of our sin time and time again but yet we refuse to listen so Nature is reminding us of our sins. Never has any time in the world have we noticed the environment, the upheaval in the environment. The seasons are at war with one another. You don't know one day it's winter. One day the next day it's summer. The next day it's spring. The next day it's fall. All in one week. We have so many records of hurricanes and storms within the same year. Yesterday began the hurricane season and already we have seen activity. Some places it's snowing right now where it shouldn't. Some places it's hot where it shouldn't. The animals are reacting. The trees no longer bear leaves when they should. So friends, we have to take note. You know, God created the heavens and the earth. He created this world, the earth for us to inhabit, to walk up and down, to subdue it, to dress it, to take care of it. But we have failed to do so. since the fall of man as recorded in Genesis chapter 3 mankind has consistently defied God defied his message his truth we have been disobedient and therefore are experiencing the consequences of our sin because we are evil and I think over 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 several or I would say thousands of years and centuries and so on, mankind has seeked to exalt self and proclaim that they are good, that we're good. No man is good, only God is good. We have sought to exalt ourselves in every aspect in our careers in culture, even in the word. We have committed the same crime that Adam and Eve committed. Because why? We want to be like God. We want to be the one everyone comes to. We want to be the all-knowing, all-powerful. We want to turn water into wine for all to see. We want the praise that only belongs to God. You know, one of the greatest testimonies and stories I've read in the Bible.
1: It all started with the taste of spicy tempura and the explosive blend of aged cayenne had you craving for more and more. The heat, the spice, and most definitely the flavor of the crispy, juicy, tender, and spicy chicken.
0: McDonald's is bringing the spicy to chicken. Try the spicy deluxe or classic spicy crispy chicken sandwich. Or get the six-piece spicy chicken McNuggets for just $2.50. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
2: It's in the Old Testament book of Job. Um, As a young seminary student, I dreaded the book of Job because it always reminded me of suffering, of human suffering, unexplainable human suffering. But was it unexplained? And what I've learned or derived from the book was there's some things we will never know. There's some things that will remain a mystery. But what we should know is that God is a sovereign God. He is very present. He's always there. And he understands our plight. And if you read the book of Job, what you should take away is that from the beginning of Job's life and his story, where we come in to it, God has been there. There was a time he was silent But when Job started to seek him and question him, God answered him. And he answered him in such a way that takes us back to the beginning. It's as if he's saying, I'm still here. I'm the same God, the God of your fathers, the God that created this world for you to live in. And God explained in, in Job chapter thirty-eight. God explained the depths of His sovereignty to Job to say, "Well, why do you doubt Me? You listen to your friends, you listen to everything that's going on around you, but yet you have no idea what's really happening." You see, Job's ta- Job's faith was tested. Oh, and then some. So were his friends and even his family. Have you ever been tested? What will you do if you, when you are um, experiencing suffering? What do you do? Do you rush to complain? Do you talk about it to family members? Do you share with them? Yes, of course, because we're social beings. But how do you do it? Do you stop and ask yourself, listen, okay, why is this happening? Even if you don't understand, do you still praise God? Or do you rely on, on, on what others have to say about the situation? Is that your final answer? These are the types of questions and teachings and lessons that you get from reading the book of Job. And it's quite fitting because in our society, in our world today, there is so, there's such a dark cloud. Okay? Human suffering is at its highest. In the United States, we began the year with, with tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. And now all over the states, you have upheavals. Because people are tired of enduring the suffering. But folks, I have come to tell you that God never said we wouldn't suffer. What helped our ancestors, and I'm speaking to people of African descent, we have to remember that when our ancestors were brought over on the slave ships from Africa, they endured suffering. Some didn't make it, but some did, and that's why we're here. We've been dispersed throughout some throughout the Caribbean, like I was, some throughout the continental U.S. and other parts of the world, but mainly in the diaspora. And we're evidence that they made it. We weren't there on the slave ships. I'm speaking to the people of African descent because it is this particular race of people that's on the front line right now in these riots and upheavals in our world today we must remember that our ancestors suffered as well and they made it, most of them made it, that's why we're here we have to remember that God was with them, the same God the same God, Job's God Abraham's God Joseph's God The God of Moses. He was there. And they groaned and they, you know, they cried out unto him. Some didn't make it. Some did. In this world, sadly, some will make it, some will not. Now, I'm not saying that those who didn't make it didn't cry out to God. That is not for me to say. I'm just saying sometimes that's how things happen. I know that there are so many unanswered questions. There are so many areas that needs fixing, that needs healing. But I tell you, the true healing that needs to occur is within us. We need a spiritual healing. Personally, I've endured suffering. I had a near life and death experience over 10 years ago as a single mother with four little children. I had to have brain surgery. I have the scar right here at the back of my neck to remind me of that, of those times. Those times when I didn't know, I didn't understand what was happening to me, to my body. But when I stopped to think, it all began to make sense. Some of it, that is. And the part that made sense immediately was I had just buried my mother and brother, six months and eight days apart. I was coming out of a divorce. I had a special needs child at the time. I had his three other siblings to raise and sometimes not in a good relationship as far as parenting, co-parenting concern is concerned. I wasn't where I wanted to be in my career or financially. I was carrying everything on my back. And there was such a heavy burden on me. And I just, after all of that, and when I came to the U.S. mainland, I just, you know, I was working as a nurse. I was on the front line, working as a nurse, caring for the sick. But I was sick. I didn't know how sick I was until one day it all everything just exploded I felt like my there was, so, there was such a pressure in my head and it, there was just an explosion and my life changed forever in what I thought would be so devastating my life flashed before me having been told I have to have surgery it's such a it's such a deformity in my cervical spine There was immense pain. You know, if you have experienced nerve pain, you know what I'm talking about. I went to the bookstores, I researched my diagnosis, and, you know, I kept seeking, seeking answers, seeking relentlessly, relentlessly. I found some answers. I found doctors, and I made the arrangements to have surgery. Did my pain go away after surgery? No. I was so thankful to wake up, and, you know, I had the best care. I'm so thankful for that. I got out of the hospital in three days, three days. I couldn't even feel my feet move moving. I and right then I knew it was God. I knew. I knew He was carrying me. But for the next ten years, you know, the doctors wanted to uh, perform another surgery to fix the problem that was lower down in my cervical spine, and. One day, I went with a friend, a church sister, to visit another um, um, someone who was sick. She was incidentally and and a nurse as well. She was an older person. I went to visit her, um, you know. I was just walking, you know, just going through the the motions of life, and I visited her to offer her. show support and when I saw her condition and it was explained to me what happened which would be the same exact thing or process that I would be going through I was like wow I can't do that I can't put my children to that this is not good and I said Lord you have to heal me you have to because you said you could you said you would do it and I remember when I first came to that church, one of the elders told me to read James chapter five, and he said, "Just like this, read James chapter five and tell me what you think." And I read it, but nothing clicked because you know I was in my, I was in, my, I was in deep distress. I I wasn't thinking about the Bible and. What it could do I the, in my opinion at the time the words just wasn't alive I was just going to church like everybody else but I didn't get it so the time of the second surgery fast forward now I remembered what the elder asked me and I said why did he ask me why did he tell me to do that and when I opened the Bible I said Lord help me to see what you need me to see. When I opened the Bible, I when I read James chapter five and it said, Call for the who are sick, call for the elders of the church. You know the effectual prayer, you know, of a of, of a righteous person that veil it much. You know, and it said you will be healed. When I saw that, I did exactly what it said. I called for the elder. He came to my home. My children. He brought the um, communion. And we had communion. And we pre-prayed. And I immediately, when he left, I immediately called the hospital. And I told the receptionist at the surgery, at the surgical ward. I said, ma'am, this is, I gave him my name. And I said, I'm scheduled for surgery on this date. And I said, I would like to cancel the surgery. This was a Christian hospital, so I was I felt comfortable in saying, you know, God is going to heal me. I'm not having the surgery. She said, Okay, and I think she said something along the lines of, you know, you know, I understand, you know, I'll be praying for you. And I hung up and something came over me and I said, I need a spiritual healing. It wasn't, my body was manifesting what was going on in my spirit. Because within my spirit, was so much pain. You know, and as I mentioned before that-
1: It all started with the taste of spicy tempura and the explosive blend of aged cayenne had you craving for more and more. The heat, the spice, and most definitely the flavor of the crispy, juicy, tender, and spicy chicken.
0: McDonald's is bringing the spicy to chicken. Try the Spicy Deluxe or Classic Spicy Crispy Chicken Sandwich or get the 6-piece Spicy Chicken McNuggets for just 250. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo
2: meal. I was experiencing such immense pain. But my spirit I was in so much pain and suffering. I was I had the world on my shoulders. I was tense I was hurt I was just so there was it was such a sorrowful pain I was angry I was out why me what did I what have I done I was I was remorseful I was penitent at the same time because I had sinned in my life but yet still the suffering was so it was too much to bear But I said, God, uh, I know you can heal me. You promised. And I will tell you that it took time. It's a process. If you are patient, if you are relentless, if you are faithful, you can experience real biblical faith. It can come alive within you. But you have to allow the Holy Spirit to walk you through. You have to confront your fears. You have to confront the pain. You have to to be specific about what you need. You have to know what's going on within you that is separating you from God's love. From his love, from his mercy, from his healing. Because once you're in that space, you are good. You are well and able to go through anything. And I'm not just saying this to boost you up. This is not a prosperity preaching. This is real faith here. To cleanse your spirit. To give you back that that joy unspeakable. That happiness. That true happiness. And happiness is, happiness is only in Christ. He gives you that, that strength. That you, no matter what comes your way, you can go through it. He gives you hope, faith, and love. That's why he gave Paul that message in Corinthians. Hope, faith, and love. But above all these things is love. When you feel his arms wrapped around you. Engulfing his love. There's nothing sweeter. There's nothing more healing. The pain goes away. So fast forward... Um, I moved a few times. I was on painkillers. Some very strong painkillers that are now... um, That are now toxic and have been on the news. Um, Being in the nursing profession, I knew what these drugs were. What they did. So I chose not to take them as often. I was basically... Tapering myself off of them, and then um, one day I went out to the store with my son, and I saw this young lady. I struck up a conversation about nothing related to, you know, church or faith, but we got into it. And next thing you know, I'm following her to a revival, and a faraway place. We came to a little white church in the night. And there was the the music was just stirring the spirit. I went in there, and it was a visiting preacher. He doesn't usually come to the church, and I was there. And he told me to get on the God pill. Yes, the God pill. And when I went home, I got on the God pill. There was a a a, um, a television show on the UP network or was it UPN or is a faith network. And it was a woman who looked just like me. She was there, she was in despair, but her for some reason her story was similar to mine's. And oh my like, Lord, this is this is this is you are telling me something and that just encouraged my spirit even more to do what I said I was going to do. I was looking at the capsules with the prescriptions. One of them was gabapentin. I had oxycontin. I was on Percocet. I was on um, another one that the side effects was blindness and I would wake up and I would feel like like a blob like I couldn't do anything. I felt so weak. My limbs would be weak. And I looked at the pill bottles and I said, not today. And um, the next day came, I didn't take any. And the next day came, I didn't take any until I threw them away. And that is uh, five, going on six years ago. And I haven't taken them since. And what I have been doing... Um, I've been just restoring my body, health-wise. I've been, you know, watching my weight and trying to maintain a healthy weight. That is also a process. But I've been taking just herbs just to help my body heal inwardly. Um, just give it what it needs. What is what what? Because you know, when we are so stressed, the body becomes depleted of its. Nutrients to keep it really functioning at an optimal level. So, I take the only thing I take every day is supplements. And when I say supplements, I mean natural supplements like greens. You know, I do um, the minerals because we're depleted every day. Stress kills. There's no prescription drug in my body. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. No prescription drug in my body. What I have in here is the burning desire to serve Him. In spirit and in truth. This is my testimony. Of the God who heals. When we as His believers. Exhibit biblical faith. When we take His word for what it is. We believe it. And we become it. And we walk that path. Is it easy? No. Will we become will we be tested? Yes, like Job was. Will we become distracted sometimes? Yes. But when we remain in the when we make up our minds to be faithful to seek him, I mentioned two words earlier, seeking and relentlessly. I was always a seeker, even from a little child. Going up in foster care, I knew that I had to seek something in me. Told me that I had to seek. I had to keep finding ways to move forward, but without being afraid of my circumstances or what's going to happen next. You know, God would just God filled me with this wisdom to know what to do because my foster mom she was. 50 years my senior so when I became a, a, a teenager later teens I was basically doing a lot more for myself but her the foundation that she set was so powerful you know I would sit at her feet and she would read the bible to me she would sing hymns to me you know I saw her be so kind and loving to not only me and my brother but to her community she was Jesus to me who is Jesus to you in your home? Are you listening to them? Are you thankful for them? You know, I tell you, you know there's so much that's outside. You know, one of the things mankind suffers from is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. We see so many appealing things and people that we may want to listen to. It may be a relative, it may be someone that you feel obligated to but i'm telling you god needs to be first and foremost in your life so i've been describing biblical faith to you all this time but hebrews 1 tells us what faith is it says now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see so for a while I didn't see healing in sight all I knew I was in pain I didn't see an end to my travail but I was hoping for it I was seeking you know I sought God relentlessly I said God you, you're going to heal me I did what his word said to do most expeditiously like the woman with the issue of blood she had this issue for years. She spent money to different doctors. They could not heal her. But one day, she knew Jesus was coming to town. And as he was passing by, her, the, his disciples were around him. And she didn't care. She did not care. Listen, we have to have relentless faith. Faith. Faith quenches the anger. Faith quenches everything that we feel in the flesh faith sets us on the path to do the right thing because this is something that we wouldn't ordinarily do the first reaction when we're afflicted is to offend to fight remember we have fight or flight within us There's are two systems within us fight or flight are we going to run or are we going to stay and fight but faith is bigger faith keeps us still it allows us to do the thing that we would ordinarily do be still and know that God is God no matter what is happening around you no matter what is happening in the world be still and know I know we have our own thoughts our own theory we see what we see we see what we see but there's a bigger picture What we see isn't going to go away by um, unifying. It's going to continue, sadly. But collectively, we can become better
0: people. Is your savings just sitting there? Well, put it to work. A premium online savings account from PenFed earns way more than the national average. So you can get your savings working on earning you a vacation, or a new kitchen, or that fancy exercise mirror. Apply at PenFed.org slash savings. Premium online savings account holders must agree to electronic delivery of account opening disclosures and monthly statements. $5 minimum required to open an account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.
2: PenFed's got great rates for everyone. So that individually, when we're called upon, when we're tested, we know, how to, we know how to react, right? We can collectively grow so we can support one another in everyday life whether it's family or non-family because let's be honest sometimes your family does not support you and that is why some of us or many of us have to go on different paths go to different places where we wouldn't go because home isn't safe home isn't home your church isn't safe because the, the enemies in the church so you're discouraged You've lost hope, you're afraid, you're anxious because you don't feel safe. You don't trust anyone. These are valid concerns, I agree. I had valid concerns all of my life. But when I came to face face to face with God Himself and His power, His presence. His power in His presence added. And just the stillness, knowing He's there. Whenever I'm walking, whatever I'm doing, I talk to Him all the time. Should I do this? Should I don't do that? What should I do? I don't know. I'm sorry for what I just said. You know, we need to have a relationship ongoing. Do we do that? You know? We can't forget to do that. Because how else will we... How else will we learn to have biblical faith? So some of us have it, some of us don't. It's a choice. We can't rely on on celebrities and they're just people. They're mere humans that's on their own journey. Whether to God or away from God. And that's their journey. But you better know what journey you're on. You need biblical faith. You need the faith that is spoken of in God's word and the holy scriptures. So for a brief minute, let's look at let's look at something. In the book of Job, I'm not Job is a very long book, but I encourage you to read it, even if you read it bit by bit. And pray for wisdom and discernment. Pray for an interpretation of it. Okay, I know I'm a seminary graduate and student, so I was taught to interpret the Bible, but I'll always and always foremost the Holy Spirit always goes before and you know guides me on this journey of interpreting the word for myself so that I can apply it to my daily life so I can come before you and speak the truth to you without hyping anything up or anyone up or myself so Job chapter 1 uh, I'm going to read from verses 1 to 12 so bear with me a moment so chapter 1 verse 1 beginning of verse 1 says in the land of Uz there lived a man whose name was Job this man was blameless and upright and he feared god and shunned evil notice those three things actually four things he was blameless he was upright he feared god and shunned evil now that's not easy to do he had a wife and children and you know if you're a parent you know it's a lot being a parent it's a lot being a spouse So for him to do this, this was really remarkable. Okay, because we're tried every day. Our patience is tried. But with examples like Job, it only lets us know that we can do it too. If we are committed, if we put in the work, if we're led, if we allow God to lead us, it's a choice. And it says, verse 2 says, he had seven sons and three daughters. Whoa, 10 children. Okay, I was my mother's 10th child. But the ninth one that lived. Okay, 10 children, 10. And he owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys. And and had a large number of servants. So Joe was wealthy. Um, by um, human standards. He was wealthy. Okay, And he was the greatest man among all the people of the East. Yet, this book, when you hear Job, the first thing you hear about is suffering. Now how can this man go from what we just read to suffering? Right? That's a big question. That's a question so many of us have today. How can we go from here to here? why there's so much of why his sons verse for his sons used to hold feasts uh-huh mm-mm, in their homes on their birthdays, and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. This doesn't sound good, right? okay, It didn't say job held a feast for them, they did it themselves, privilege maybe. You know, when a period of feasting, verse 5 says, when a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sac- sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned. Oh, wow. And curse God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. Wow. What a faithful servant. What a faithful parent. He was he was covering his children after whenever they did things, but you know in reality, you know, that is 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 very commendable. But at the, at the end of the day, we all have to make atonement for ourselves, don't we? Because in the end, you will see that Job had Job was replenished with new children. So what does that tell you? So we have to be so careful, you know, even. You know, some of you may be walking around with privilege. Your father may be, or parents may be wealthy. You're well known in all the land. But in a heartbeat, that could be over. And it can be because of your behavior. You know, that's a common word thrown about, especially lately, it's privilege. So take note of that. Take note of what can happen to you. Verse 6. And on one day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. And that is still happening today, has not stopped. So be on the lookout. Be watchful and pray. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job free God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him? And his household, and everything he has, you have blessed the work of his hands, so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Mm. The Lord said to Satan, Very well then, everything he has. Is in your power. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out for the presence of the Lord. Um, That's verses 1 to 12. But verse 13, I would just say, it says, One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the older brother's house, your messenger, verse 14, came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing, and the donkeys were grazing nearby. And Sabians attacked and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword, and I'm the only one who had escaped to tell you. Verse 15. So after that encounter with Satan and God, um, unknowing to Job, Job had just made the um atonement for his children, And now again, they're feasting again. But remember what um, God said. He said, um, very well, that everything he has is in your power. Everything he has, including his children. So they will not have limits. But on the man himself do not lay a finger. And Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. You know, there's so many questions that we have. You know, there's so many questions that we have pertaining to why things happen on a daily basis. But I tell you, if we look hard at our behavior, at common practices, we can find answers. If we look within our hearts, we can find answers. If we look around at the world, we can find answers. You know, Job also, uh, after going through suffering for some time, he... Began to ask God questions, and God answered him. In verse thirty-eight, you can read that. But basically, God reminded him who he was. He asked Job, "Who?" Are you? Basically, you're questioning me, but I am who I am. I created the heavens and the earth. You know, have you been where I have been? Because Job's friends were edging him on. They were asking him questions that he couldn't answer. So that made Job question God now. The same God that he has feared. They caused Job to doubt God. But he never cursed him. Even his wife told him to curse God and die. But Job didn't do that. So Job was a truly a man of biblical faith. And that is the kind of faith that we should attain, that we should want to have. Despite our suffering, despite our human suffering, we must understand that God is still God. He is with us. We may not understand everything. He understands our suffering. He understands what we're going through every day, day in, day out, month after month. Year after year, century after century. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So who are we to doubt Him? Who are we to mistrust Him? We must put our trust in God. And then we will have that biblical faith that we need to endure suffering. Because we know that at the end, everything will be okay. You know, and we can boldly come to the throne, his throne of grace and ask for what we want and he will give it to us. But if we rush go to each other and ask questions and just be angry all the time and just going wrong in circles and nothing gets done, nothing gets answered, we're not gonna be we're not gonna move from where we are. And many will die. Many will perish. Without knowing who God is. Now where we should go from here. Is to pray. And seek God's face. Get into his word. That's what this ministry is all about. Leading the unchurched to total transformation. Just like I've experienced. Or I'd rather I'm experiencing. Nothing is complete without Christ. Forgive me there. But. But. I say that because that period in my life, I was transformed. I no longer experience that. So it's continuing. But if I'm blocking out that window in my life that I shared with you, I was transformed. I'm not.
1: It all started with the taste of spicy tempura and the explosive blend of aged cayenne had you craving for more and more. The heat, the spice, and most definitely the flavor of the crispy, juicy, tender, and spicy chicken.
0: McDonald's is bringing the spicy to chicken. Try the Spicy Deluxe or Classic Spicy Crispy Chicken Sandwich or get the 6-piece Spicy Chicken McNuggets for just $2.50. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
1: ba ba ba
0: that person anymore.
2: I no longer suffer from those sins because Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe Christ alone. You know, there was a docu- there's a documentary going on on Netflix, The American Gospel, Christ Alone. Watch it. You know, it gives you insight into the founding Um, men of um, Christianity in America okay what they think you know it's really eye opening Um, God has been working on me over the years keep my eyes open and been teaching me to not fall prey to a lot of things that um, eager Christians or people who are coming in to the fold do and we really have to be careful you know um, in what we seek we have to be get, make sure inside is clean okay it begins with our, our inner core like I began by saying I needed a spiritual healing we need a spiritual healing we need to heal spiritually so that healing will manifest on the outside no man no president no governor no political um, person aspiring for leadership no, no preacher no minister can never take the place of God and should never in our lives so I encourage you to seek God's face get in his word which is the absolute truth. All of the answers to life's problems. And and tragedy and grief and suffering is in there. The book of Job was an example I used. But there's so many others. But this one was so powerful I feel. That I might share with you. I share with you my own testimony. Some of it. Of my life where I was transformed by biblical faith. So I have given you. Examples of how you too can overcome if you believe in God's word. And that's what the Bible Symposium hopes to bring to a hurting people, to a people who are, are not only hurt, but bruised and um, tarnished, um, who are confused, who are angry, are bitter, resentful prideful, hateful and all the things that are not of God this is not God's character this is the work of the evil one and sadly operating with the help of human beings because we have lost faith and did you know that lack of faith is a sin? doubt is a sin, fear is a sin because those are not God's attributes but power love and a sound mind God is kind patient loving so I encourage you today to seek God's face wherever you are Just if you're sitting lying down wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice call out to him just talk. Let him know. The Lord, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready to get to know you. I'm ready. You, you have always known me, but I have not come to know you. I'm answering the call. I am ready. Just tell him you just want to come to him. Don't even ask for healing yet. Don't even ask. Don't ask for anything. Just say, Lord, I come to you because I want to know more about you. have a real relationship. It's like getting married for the wrong reasons. When you get married for the wrong reasons, it doesn't work out. You don't feel happy. You don't feel healthy. You end up with more pain and suffering, right? When you come to God, we have to come with a pure heart. So we must pray for a pure heart. We must repent of our sins. Because we know the things that we do every day that's evil. Yes, we have a conscience. We know. We must confess our sins and profess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That is how you will be saved. So I'm praying for you today. If you don't know who God is, I'm praying that you will call His name. You say, Father, Lord God, I'm a sinner. Please accept me in your kingdom. I confess my sins. I need you, Lord. I need you. Oh, I need you. I don't know what to do in my life. I don't understand what's happening around me. All the chaos, all the suffering, all the killing, everything. My, my family is, is in a mess. It's chaotic. We're turning against each other. There's no faith. I don't know what to do in my career. I don't know what to do. My education, I don't know. I don't have a job. I don't have a home. My marriage is is in chaos, is in peril. My children don't listen to me. I'm sick. I've been given a death sentence. But Lord, I come to you boldly in faith, seeking your face. I want to get to know you. Wrap your arms around me and cover me with your precious blood because of your blood lord my sins are forgiven my sins are forgiven your sins are forgiven lord my sins are forgiven all of the iniquity the ungodliness the unrighteousness you have removed from my life and every day i will seek your face Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you for healing my spirit. Thank you for coming into my heart and giving me a pure and clean heart. One willing to just get to know you, just become like you every day. To be kind and patient and understanding and loving towards others. To fulfill your command to love you and keep you first and to love My fellow man. Just as I love you. That is my desire Lord. I pray that you prayed that prayer. And if you did just know. That Christ has received you. Into his kingdom today. Continue to seek his face. He will take you on a journey. That will clean you. Cleanse you. Purify you. Justify you. Sanctify you. Because you are already redeemed. Because you just believe. And you said that prayer. You are already redeemed. You are saved. You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to fear anymore. You don't have to doubt. He will guide your mind, your thoughts. He will give you faith like you never had before. To do what you're supposed to do. To love like him. To care like him. To forgive like him even though people harm you and say mean things to you and call you names it may even kill you you must have a heart of forgiveness even until the end even until death That that is the answer that is the answer to what's happening in our world today that is the answer so friends if you pray that prayer I trust that God if he's faithful he'll be with you Don't leave. Hold on to his hands. His never changing hands. If you pray that prayer, you will look at what is going on around you and the world differently. From a new perspective. I pray that you will have that Bible faith that you need every day of your life. To be at one, to be at peace within yourself. that whatever you ask of the Lord boldly believing, you will have it. But you must remain in faith. You must repent. Continually. I would like for you to share this message with someone who you know that's unchurched that doesn't know God doesn't know that only through Christ you can come to the Father if you don't know Christ today you know someone that doesn't know Christ they're in trouble and you're the only one that can help them please share this message this message will be available on um, my YouTube channel our YouTube channel on the website It'll be available via the podcast so you can listen to it as well. You going not be distracted by what you see and or you can watch. Please share it. Share it with anyone, any age, anyone that needs to hear this message right now. They need to know that they are loved. They're not alone. They don't have to make decisions by themselves. If they if they were carrying something and they know that they're doing that's wrong. They're sinning and they're not alone in the process to ask for forgiveness and to stop sinning because they can do it. God is with us. you are not alone speaking to their children. Just, sometimes you just have to tell the truth. Not sometimes, you have to tell the truth to your children. You can't make them walk on eggshells thinking that you're that you're perfect and they're not and they're making mistakes and they don't know you made the same mistakes. You have to explain to them why you did certain things, how you were thinking at the time. And they will say, oh, you thought like that too? Okay, but now you can go from there. You can all go on the right path. You know, we we need to put pride aside. Put it away completely. So I must go now so that I can come again. With the Lord's strength and power and might. And with his word of truth. Thank you for listening. And I hope you tune in next time. On the Bible Symposium. Where we are leading the unchurched. To total transformation. This is Bishop C.E. Melville. I'll see you next time.
1: It all started with the taste of spicy tempura and the explosive blend of aged cayenne had you craving for more and more. The heat, the spice, and most definitely the flavor of the crispy, juicy, tender, and spicy chicken.
0: McDonald's is bringing the spicy to chicken. Try the Spicy Deluxe or Classic Spicy Crispy Chicken Sandwich or get the 6-piece Spicy Chicken McNuggets for just $2.50. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo
2: meal.